You're listening to the Mother FN Podcast with Patty Crouch and Heather Dragulescu. Everyone has their go-tos, the things they go to when they need to go to it, because that's why they're called go-tos. Heather, what's your go-to joke in comedy? Like if you're struggling out there and you're like, they don't like this, bail, bail, where do you go to? I go after my mom. <laughs> I like that. People like when you make fun of your parents because I think people relate to having difficult parents. Yeah. Even and, if you have the best parents, there's moments where they ignore you. Yeah. And so I just think it's it's funny to hear how another person is dealing with the fact that their parents are kind of terrible <laughs> to them. <laughs> like my mom can be. If I, if I don't know what I'm going to do that evening, I'll usually start off with mom stuff. And if that doesn't hit, I'm screwed. <laughs> That's my go-to with my mom, my mom stuff. What about you? It used to be the hair, like the black hair stuff. And I haven't done that in a long time. Now I think it's just Jackson being special needs and that mm. whole set because I am really can bring connection to that easily. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of my go-to, I think, joke-wise. I'm kind of glad it's morphing, although I need to go back to the hair stuff because that was really funny. It was. It was good stuff. I need a special I so I can do all of it. That's what I need. I need a special. Your career kind of took a little crazy turn. It did. I got a manager. Manager. Doesn't it make you feel like LA? I got a manager. I am now a high person. Like, does it? I don't know. It's bizarre. Because you can tell people I have a manager. Talk to my manager. And you do. You have to. (laughs) So I have a manager and she's never seen me perform. And we've never met in person. You've never met her in person? No. We've talked over the phone a few times. I met She's the very gr- lovely. I met the girl's agent once. Oh, yeah? And that was three years ago. Oh. And they've <laughs> yet to meet them again. Like, they, do, she doesn't even know how they've aged. I mean, yeah. I guess the pictures. It's, I don't know. It's weird. I guess that's how it's done in this industry. So she, when she started listing me on all the sites, I got an audition the very first day she listed me, which she thought was crazy. Nothing came of it. And then I got an audition early this year for what was like an ideal sounding role, Asian or ethnically ambiguous, plus size, must be plus size. Well, I'm plus size. Yay. Go. I go to the audition and there's a sign in sheet and I sign in. You have to put your size down. I'm like 16 because that's what it is. And the next size is a size eight. And I was like, okay, Hollywood. Eight is not plus size. I guess according to them it was. Next size is an eight. And I go into the audition and the girls are very nice that I'm auditioning with. They're very nice people and they're a little bland and boring. So at one point I'm like, hey, that view is great. You know what? If we push her out the window, we could take this apartment. (laughs) And the crew laughed, but the girls were like, you know, just very unsure. And I was like, oh, I fucked that up. I left that audition thinking, oh, not going to get that. Not a size eight. And then the but next, it's a plus size. Eight is not a plus size. That's what I know. It's I so mean, crazy. I don't think you can call a 10 a plus size. Well, I'll tell you what's so funny. Maybe a 12. You get like a printout of all the, not a printout, like an email of all the available rules that you match. And they listed that one, but they changed it from plus size to any size. And I was like, oh, okay. They're going to move it to a smaller girl. Fine. Ugh, Hollywood. But, then I got a call that I got a call back for it. Yay. And I was like, that's weird. So your second audition, you got a call back. Yes. That's amazing. That's crazy. So I go to the callback again, largest there. And they put me in a terrible outfit because they did like a wardrobe fitting first, like just to try some stuff on. The, the costumer there was, she's so lovely. And she's like, I'm going to put you in a different outfit. I know this is what they want you to wear, but I want you in something different because I want you to have a shot at this. That's awesome. Yeah. So she put me in a really pretty blue dress. And then I went in to do the audition 
and improv again. And it was fine. The girl this time was a little bit better, a little bit more lively. Well, hopefully it's a callback. Yeah. Except the weirdest thing happened is that there was a weird noise that came from the camera where she thought it stopped. So she suddenly stopped. And I was like, hey, where'd that rat come from? I told rats, you got rats in your apartment. This is why it was so cheap. I told you not to get on Craigslist, you know? <laughs> and I went on this little tirade. And again, the crew just cracked up. And the casting director woman's like, we heard you're the funny one. We heard you were the funny one. And you are, you're the funny one. That's like, awesome. Like, As a comedian, that's what you want to hear. Yeah. I mean, like, you're like, mm, yeah, I am the funny one. Well, I should mention that day on the callback. It's in the middle of California's rare rainstorm. Oh, yeah. The California monsoon of 2019. It's Seriously. only been 20 days and we already had a monsoon. I know. It's crazy. Monsoon basically means it rained a little. Yes. <laughs> but because it rained for four days straight, it's a monsoon. Yes. I actually had an audition before that callback. I'm driving to that first audition and my car window's like, I'm going to lower myself and not come back up. And I was like, What? <laughs> your car window hates you yes and so it's pouring rain into my car i like stop get a blanket out shield my face that i've spent forever putting makeup on and driving and, like, i can to just see like mascara running down your face and you coming up like i'm here for the audition it's so <laughs> like it's just totally opposite of how everyone in hollywood would show up to the audition it's like, the worst and i have to drive pretty far i had to drive from the valley to burbank which was a 45 minute drive that was fun and then I get into the car after that audition and it's soaking wet on the inside. I tried to block it as best I could. Did not work very well. And I have to drive now from Burbank to Hollywood. And I'm like, oh. Okay. <laughs> on the freeway. Okay, guys. Burbank to Hollywood is maybe five miles apart. But in the time of day, it could be like five hours apart. Oh, yeah. It was it was an hour drive. So I've got yeah, the five blanket. miles in an hour. Yeah. Yay. So I've turned the heat all the way up. I've got the blanket on, but the moisture and everything makes my nails brittle. And so two of them just snap. The moment so you weren't get, even doing anything. They just like pop. I was like turning my steering wheel and they're like, and I was like, no. So now I've got two gumpy little dingy nails to this audition and they look bad. Like it wasn't even savable. They came off. So I go to the audition and do that thing with the rat. And I'm like, well, that sucked because I looked like a hot mess. <laughs> and that was the drive. funny one. <laughs> it was the funny one. And I have to drive home now in the rain. Another hour. Another hour. So I get home. You know, I'm, I took my car to the yeah. mechanic to get fixed. And we were going to lunch. And I got a call that I got booked for that part, which was crazy to me. So I, I booked it. And she was super I'm excited. I'm so excited for you. Yeah. That's amazing. Like, I think she honestly, was surprised. <laughs> you've had your manager for like... Well, you had Christmas, so you can't even count Christmas. Yeah. So you've had your manager for like eight days, yeah, essentially, and you went on like four auditions, a callback, and booked something. Yeah, like that's amazing. Is it? Heather. Okay. Yes. I don't know. This could be the only thing I book. Let's just put that out there. This is the first it one. Could. It could be the last one. It could, or it could be the first one that you book out of many and many and many, and then you have yeah. your talk show and you bring me along. I mean, yeah. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. Ellen could choose us. To be her, her successors. Yeah, I mean, she could do it. I mean, it's, I mean, this is the first step, at least. Maybe. You know, maybe, maybe. We're maybe on Ellen. Maybe. And let me tell you, commercials, best thing ever. Like, this is, <laughs> this is not a hard life. No, it's not. Uh, I want to do this forever. I can do one a month. I won't be greedy. I don't need to do them all. I oh, know. I need, I need the girls to yeah. get like five to ten. Not even ten. I need them to get five national commercials so they can pay for their own college and money. <laughs> and they have 10 years to do that. I mean, yeah. I'm not even that. I mean, one every years. other year. One every other year. It'd That's be easy. great. I don't know. 
I'm sure maybe acting on a film is harder, but acting on a commercial is great. And the crew was great and everybody was fun and nice and loving. Well, and a lot of what you bring to the table, like if you're fun and loving, Mm -hmm. then they'll be fun and loving. I will tell you this. I did not get to enjoy craft services at all. You didn't get to? No, because we got dressed and our makeup done and hair offsite. And then we were brought over and put right into the scene. Mm. And they ended by taking stills because this is going to be for still photography and video. When they were doing the stills, they cut out. Up. Yeah, they packed everything up. Ah, oh, it's a bummer. So I didn't get to any of the craft services. I will tell you, I had the most Mariah Carey moment though. Mm-hmm. So we're standing there and people are fussing with like my sleeves. Like you can't move because they're all fussing around you and people are fussing in front of you, resetting the scene. And the other actress is like, can we get some water? And I really needed water, but I didn't want to say anything. She's like, can we just get some water, please? She's so sweet. And they bring us water and they've poked holes in the bottle and put a straw in it. And then they held it for us. Like, because I couldn't move to like, I'm like, oh my God, I have a person who's holding a bottle while I'm drinking out of it. You've made it, this Heather. Is bizarre. You've made it. You've had a bottle holder straw person. I know. I mean, so, that's like, I don't think Dak Shepard has that yet. <laughs> I mean, you've made it. It's bizarre. It's the weirdest thing in the world. But it's fun. It is. I loved it. And Bobby then had to feed the kids at home. Here's my go-to for the week to start it off with. First of all, I make a giant crock pot full of food on Sunday. Like my Mississippi roast. Every Sunday? Every Sunday. Or chili, or I make these chickens with enchilada sauce and cream cheese. That was the easiest one. Chicken breasts, one jar of enchilada sauce, one can of jalapenos. How big you want it is how spicy you want it. Drain the juice, but then throw the jalapenos in and one stick of cream cheese. Okay. Five hours on high. And then you shred the chicken and it becomes this cheesy, creamy chicken that's a little mm. spicy and stuff. My kids obsess about it. I may have to try that. Like sands up the jalapeno. So it's only three ingredients for you. My go-to crock pot recipe, my friend Kendra gave it to me and I probably morphed it because I don't ever look at the recipe itself. You just put cans of crap in it. I put two cans of beans. Sometimes it's black beans. Sometimes it's red kidney beans. Sometimes it's white beans. Sometimes it's pinto beans. Usually it's one or just two different types, whatever yeah. beans I have. A can of salsa. I use a chunky one from Trader Joe's. Mm-hmm. Some chicken breasts, uh, diced tomatoes, corn, and you put it in the crock pot for the eight hours or whatever, or the instant pot. I'm, mm-hmm. I like my instant pot, but it's not the crock pot. Yeah, it's I like my crock pot more. I have to be honest, my instant pot's not getting as much love. My instant pot gets love because I am not put together, and I always forget. Like, oh, I was gonna make that, and now I only have two hours or three hours. Okay, I have to use the instant pot. When if I remember in the morning, oh yeah, I'm gonna do the inst- the crock pot meal, and I can actually make yeah. it in the crock pot. I always just set it in the morning, the crock pot stuff, and I leave, you know, I do whatever I need. So I make a big batch because I have a giant slow cooker. It's not a crock pot. It's a Hamilton Beach slow cooker, <laughs> but I have a giant Does one. Does it matter? Is it a difference? Crock pot is a name brand. It's like Kleenex. It's not Kleenex. It's facial oh. tissues. Uh, I want to call it my crack pot. <laughs> but I do that on Sundays to make a big batch because that's three meals. It's the Sunday meal. It's our Tuesday meal. And it's our Thursday meal. Oh, and then you do it every other. Yeah. I can get behind that, but that's I can't get behind that because Chris eats all the leftovers when he comes home. Oh, so then I would only last. It would last him that meal, but then he would come home. After Your slow training. cooker must be small. No, it's Chris. He's big. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I mean my slow cooker isn't like it's an average size, not a big family size. Maybe I should look into a big family size because I have a big giant one that can take like uh, I put how many chicken breasts? I think it was. Eight chicken breasts. Oh my gosh, yours is like I, yeah. gigantuan. It's huge. Gigantuan. That's not even a word. That's how big it is. Uh, any slow cooker recipe that's out there, I you usually just double, double it. it and I throw oh, it. Oh, okay. That could work then. 
I have a big one. That's huge. Yeah. It's the giant, it's the biggest one I could find from Hamilton Beach. I may have to, yeah. Chris is going to be like, but we just got an Instant Pot. I'll have to try your go-to Crock-Pot meal. Um, so my cro yeah, my Crock-Pot meals are almost always easy. My go-to vegetable is carrots. Carrots, yeah. Yeah, like, like sometimes carrots. I'm like, we haven't had a vegetable in a week. You got to eat your Asian carrot. <laughs> well, so the one thing that takes a lot of time is I chop a giant salad, which will last usually four meals. How does that last? That's all wilty and gross. No, you keep it in a good container with a little paper towel at the bottom to get the moisture. Ooh, it's a paper towel at the mm -hmm. bottom. I feel like you're Margarita Sanchez. Who's that? <laughs> you're the Mexican version of Martha Stewart. Ah, gotcha. Ooh, what would be the Korean name? I don't know. Mom. <laughs> They've all got these crazy things they do. My leftovers are almost always a variation of put it on some pasta, put it on some rice, put it on a bun. It's very simple. Yeah, I'm too lazy. I'd be like, put it in a bowl. So like this chicken I make, the first night that we ate it, it was just the chicken with some rice and some, oh, I made a really great street corn, cream corn. That was amazing. You were talking about how you wanted to do that. Yeah, and it came out great. It was like, what was that for? What is it called? Contija? Cheese? Co cojita. Cojita cheese and Look queso. Look at me being Mexican. I know. Cojita. Cojita and queso. So I used like half of the package and half and a whole bunch of, I don't know what sizes I did. I've got to do it again. And then I put it in with a little bit of milk and flour to make it thick. And then some tahini and lime juice and cilantro. The mm. kids went nuts. Yeah, but I feel like you did a lot more than the street vendors do. No, it's like I'm mayonnaise. pretty sure mayonnaise like and cheese. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I'm they use the cojita, but I'm pretty sure they don't put milk and flour. Like well, no, because I wanted creamy. to make it like a cream corn, but I wanted to make it. Why? Because I don't want to do corn on the cob. But you could just do the corn, like kernels from the can. I tried that and it did not come out as great. Like I followed the recipe and then I just put it with corn. It needed a thickening agent. I mean, I want to try it. I love, I love, yeah, I don't like mayonnaise either. I love the tahini and lime. Man. Yeah. I could put that on lots oh, of yeah. stuff. And then you make the rice. You just make rice. You throw some lime See, juice in I it and stop. a little cilantro. I, I, Toppings? You have like herb toppings? I don't do that either. Girl, you got to put some seasoning in your food. <laughs> if a seasoning comes in a shaker. <laughs> I mean, you buy the lime juice bottles. I don't squeeze my lime. Well, I just I buy the, the lime, lime juice, juice bottles. But yeah. then you ask, I'm, I'm picturing like fresh cilantro. Sure. How hard is it to like, oh, you've got to get the scissors. Then I get that once and then I don't use it you, for the rest of the week. And then it gets all wilted and gross. Then and then in a container with a paper towel. <laughs> This paper towel. We don't have paper towels in our house. Now. Why? We haven't used paper towels in three years. Oh, my gosh. Well, because I wanted to become green. There was okay. some show about your footprint I or bet. something. And then I was like, oh, that was. Some, I should see if we can go with that paper towel. I bet you could put a washcloth in it or like a towel. It's just something to absorb the moisture. Maybe I'll p actually do that Pinterest I pinned mm -hmm. of crocheting your own washcloth and putting my own <laughs> washcloth in it. Yeah, like that's never going to happen. Yeah. I use a lot of paper towels. I don't care about my footprint right now. Oh, we, got, we haven't used paper towels in forever. And it's That's funny neat. because people are like, uh, I need a paper towel. And I'm like, use a thing. Like, I wash it. And, it, and then I have like a drawer of crappier ones. So like yeah. they paint or something. I use some of those I can throw away. And then we just replace those once every two years. I mean, good for you. <laughs> and I'm, I'm just saying, I, I have to counteract me wanting to use straws and oh, killing gotcha. the turtles. So I don't use paper towels so I can use plastic straws. Gotcha. See? Okay. It's since, all I'm okay with, <laughs> since I'm okay with going without straws, See, I get the paper towels. What's your go-to like clothes? Like, what do you if in the morning you're rushing? What do you go to wear? Leggings and a sweatshirt. Yeah, that stupid anaconda person, Annie Kondo. Marie Kondo, the Marie. most amazing woman in the entire world. So I watched one of the best shows on Netflix. It inspired you. You have to admit. Oh, it totally inspired yeah. me, and now I have nothing but pajamas because nothing else <laughs> like brings you joy. joy at all. 
So I have now pajamas. And then I was like, well, I guess I'll take leggings because I'm allowed to wear leggings out. So basically, that's what I have now is my go-to is LuLaRue, LuLaRoe. Leggings? Yeah. Leggings and like a solid shirt. LuLaMon. Or they, or the, the, no, not the LuLaMon's expensive. Oh, yeah. yeah. I ain't going to get that. I buy mine from Walmart. I haven't gone to Walmart since the last time I went to Walmart with you. (laughs) And I bought like way too many water bottles. But you used them all. You gave them all away. I did. I put people's names on them and gave them to their teachers. See, it was very My go-to gift. If you ever get a a water bottle (laughs) with my, like your name on it, it was in my stash of leftover water bottles. (laughs) I thought, oh, I should give her a little thoughtful gift. And that's how thoughtful as I get is I silhouette cameo, a little final name on it. And then you think it's the best thing in the world. In reality, I'm like, I forgot I had this bottle. (laughs) That's my go-to gift. My go-to gift is these water bottles you get at Walmart for eight bucks, and I put oh. a, I put a vinyl name on it, and everyone thinks that it's the best thing in the world. My, and I look like Martha Margarita Sanchez. Then <laughs> my go-to gift is uh, to go to Trader Joe's and buy gift an orchid. No orchid. Yeah. I hate that gift. Well, sorry. Hey, don't ever give me an orchid. If you give me an orchid, I will question our friendship. <laughs> I'm like I, I understand why people like giving plants, but that was just one more thing I have to like take care of, which I won't. So then I kill it. So it's then fine. I just like I so basically they make more. They die. That's all I do. You give me a plant, it's going to die. Like it's not a gift for me. Somebody gave me some beautiful narcissus recently, and I put them in my kitchen. Ooh, is that a hint? No, no, <laughs> right? But they're beautiful, and I was like, I'm gonna kill these right away. But I left them in my kitchen, and they're getting a little dripped on because I hang my what is it pots and pans above the the sink to like drip dry out, and so they're getting dripped on by that, and they get just enough sun, and they're doing so well. And I'm so surprised. I'm like, wow, I'm not killing something. They've been alive for three weeks. Wow. Which is a record. <laughs> I don't think I've kept anything alive for three weeks. My well, mom. children. Are they living their best life ever? <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I kept my children. Like, go me. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. I have kept my children alive. <laughs> I am a good mom, even though I don't diffuse essential oils in the car. Oh, whatever. But you have all these like tricks. I don't none of these tricks. Like, I don't. Yeah. Do, I'm like the laziest mother ever. Without having child protective services being called on them. Like, <laughs> that's why I feel like. I'll say every four months, I do a really huge Walmart purchase because that's usually by the time I run out. I have like my go-to staple of foods for when I've totally forgotten and I need to feed children. Mom, I'm going on a field trip today. I need to take an easy thing. Well, I've got burritos in the back that you can just heat up in their little wrappers and you throw it in a Ziploc bag and you're like, ta-da, you got a burrito. When you know it's gotten bad in our house, but the kids love it. My big thing is ramen. It's not just... You make the ramen, you throw in the mixed vegetables, you throw in little tiny baby shrimp, you throw in some cheese on top and an egg. And they're like, do you like, how do you do the egg? You just scramble what the I egg? do, I scramble, I pre-scramble See, that's egg. already too many steps. <laughs> like, I, I would have stopped at the ramen. I wouldn't have added the extra vegetables. I would have been like, ah, it comes with little freeze-dried peas <laughs> and carrots. Like you go beyond the call of duty. Like but your you go-to, can't. your go-to no, no, no. Time out. <laughs> Your go-to, like, you know, shit hit the fan if I make ramen with five extra things in it. Like, what's well, not really? five extra things. It's like the staples you have on hand. Yeah, no, those are not my staples. But that's, I mean, <laughs> what I are guess, your staples? If I guess if it was staples, like your staples are different than my staples. My staples are flour tortillas and refried beans in a can. And oh, then I good. put cheese on it. Yeah. No vegetables. I, I really need it up the vegetable game. I'm telling you, mixed vegetables are the biggest lifesaver in the world. They don't like peas and they don't like the carrots. The, they like corn, but they don't like peas. They like carrots. They love what carrots. broccoli? They love carrots, broccoli, and zucchini. Those are our Oh my vegetables. gosh, they make a, a, a blend at Walmart that you can buy, a big giant bag. I think it's called the Normandy blend that has cauliflower. They don't like oh, cauliflower. Darn it. Even though I'm like, it's the white broccoli. Don't be racist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no. 
Um, but you can get a big bag of like frozen broccoli and I just throw it into everything. That's the thing. So my Sunday meal, sometimes if I don't have pasta, I'll just whip up a big giant batch of the frozen broccoli and ta-da, you put the chili and everything on the frozen broccoli. You're like, there you go, frozen broccoli covered in meat. You're just more creative and great. No, I just, fine. I'm okay, not, here's okay the thing. with it. Bobby is very picky about food and he hates leftovers. So I have to transform the leftovers in as best a way as possible. Oh, Chris is the opposite. He could eat a can of tuna fish every single night from the oh. can with the fork if he needed to. Nope. Like he was like, whatever. So he'll eat whatever leftovers are in there. Oh, gotcha. This is a funny story. This is a story that you should, that I learned that, you know, you should just communicate with your husband. We weren't together yet, but we used to travel a lot for this network marketing company we we're with. Mm -hmm. And I would get Nutrigrain bars, right? Mm -hmm. For five years, I bought these Nutrigrain bars. I don't really like them. I asked him. He's like, oh, I don't really like them either. And I was like, wait, what? For five <laughs> years, I had, this was a staple traveling yeah. food that we ate. And neither one of us liked it. But we just thought the other one did. So we yeah. both ate it. That's just gross. Anyway, so now I have to ask Chris, like, do you like this meal? And he'll be like, yeah. I'm like, do you want me to make it again? I'm like, no. I'm like, how can you? He's like, no. And then he'll be like, put this on the list. Like, there's like three dishes that are like, put this on the list. What's your go-to date with Bobby? Uh, we go to eat. Like, we know we love food. We're you foodies. Do. We're, he just took me to a place called Steakology, which is like Chipotle for steak, but like super expensive. It was $60. For both of you? Yeah. Holy moly. Mother of God to Ruth Chris. And I mean, the steaks were good. Was it worth 60 bucks? No, but it was worth trying once. And we both tried it and we're like, you know what? That was fine. And now we don't need to ever come back. So sorry, steak all. They've got a bunch of locations. People seem to love them. But this wasn't your thing. Could nope. be someone else's thing. Just because it's not your thing doesn't mean it's not someone else's thing. But we love to go like find new places to eat and do that. Chris and I are on a quest to find places that don't have TVs. Oh, that's smart. We found a little place. I don't even know what it's called, but it's this crepe place and it has this little French thing, which is mm -hmm. totally lost on me because I am not <laughs> French at all. And the crepe was crepes were good. But it has no TV, and so we can just sit and talk. We sat there for three and a half hours just oh, talking awesome. and had tea and coffee after our crepes, and it was great. There's no – like, you can't find a place anymore that – Yeah, a lot of places has, have it. It has TVs everywhere. Like, our sushi place that we go to, we try to sit in this one spot because this one spot doesn't have – you can't yeah. see the TV because you're, behind, you're behind, underneath it, so then you can't yeah. see it. And we'll try to sit there so when we go to our sushi place, it doesn't have – TVs. TV. Yeah. It's just hard to find a place that doesn't have TVs. Yeah. No, I getcha. I wish my go-to is to have a really fancy night out, but it's not going to be that for a long time. I'm not a fan. Like, I, I, half the time I go into a fancy place, like if it has like a cloth napkin, I usually feel like I don't belong. Oh, no. See, Bobby, as we're foodies, Vegas, when we go to Vegas, there we know we're going to spend a night out on the strip to go to one of those fancy schmancy restaurants. Yeah, no. And we're going to drop like 200 bucks. Really? I ate a caviar taco. That was $15. <laughs> and we got two, one for him, one for me. And they were tiny. Like, I, I took two bites. yard taco? It was that delicious. That doesn't even sound, like, I found, like, that's philosophy from the Mexican taco. <laughs> like, this doesn't even sound right. Like, I'm okay with fish tacos, maybe. It was fine. It just wasn't, it, that was the most disappointing meal we've had for that price. Because it cost $15. Yeah. For $15, I want, like, see, that's the thing, I... I'm just really Mexican frugal where I'm like, if I want to spend money, I want yeah. my money's worth. Sure. Kind of thing. And so these food places where it's like, it's the experience and you're paying for the name of the chef. Like, 
it's all lost on me because I'm I mean, like, I could be happy with In-N-Out. You have to gauge because Whataburger, that you know? place in Vegas I found to be overpriced for what we got. The duck was way overcooked. And it was just like, this doesn't, this tastes like bad chicken. So maybe you went on a bad night. <laughs> maybe. Uh, I won't go back. But then there is a place, which I will name, called Monami Gabi at the Paris, which is not, it's it's a higher price point. But the amount of food you get and the taste, like everything was excellent. Everything was perfection. And you're having this glorious meal where I got the charcuterie like cheese plate that was so many cheeses, so many salamis, so many little things to smear on it and place. And I'm like, this is the most amazing thing. And it was like a $30 cheese plate, but it felt like a good $30. See, and I think like after three cheeses, it would all blend together and I'd be like, meh, it's cheese. You're crazy. I, I, I just, that's, yeah, I don't know. I'm just not a foodie. Like uh, I'm not that. Yeah, that's, Bobby and I are big foodies. Like that's our thing. We love, and that's why we're fat. We love to eat. <laughs> I can't help it. So your go-to is to go eat and you try new places. Yes. We always try new places like Yelp knows to tell us what's hot and what's new because we're like, oh, this new Filipino bakery opened. We should go there. Yeah, no, we're the opposite. We go to the same place every single time. We have our one sushi place in downtown. Oh, yeah. We, we have got... our one little steak and place that Chris loves the steak and Lucky Baldwin's, mm -hmm. the steak and the mashed potatoes and mushrooms like he loves that part and i mean with the kids we have our go-to restaurant and it's this little family-owned mexican restaurant called villanueva yeah we don't go out. we, we don't love take it. the kids out oh it's so dirt cheap a kid's meal is like four bucks oh no not because of expenses oh. i don't want to deal with jackson throwing things oh, and gotcha. the kids and the waiting and the, we're just not in a spot where we can go eat there are places out there and i love this these they make my tamales every year and i bought 150 dollars worth of tamales it was a lot of tamales just so you know <laughs> yeah yeah i did that once we decided to have steak for thanksgiving and I went to like a butcher shop. I spent $175 on like eight pieces of steak. And yeah. I was like, sorry, Chris. <laughs> but that was a really good steak. Yeah. And everyone bailed on us. So then we ended up having it for Christmas too. It was oh, like the best nice. ever. So now <laughs> we decide that we're going to have steak every Thanksgiving. And we're just going to invite vegetarians over so that they don't want to. <laughs> they don't need the steak. <laughs> yeah. I even you're allowed. All right. So comfort food. <laughs> sorry. What were you going to say? I want to know what your comfort food is. My comfort food? Oh, I don't know. Because ice cream. I eat so much. It's not, I, you know, I have a, I wish I could eat ice cream more. Uh, ice cream is my comfort food. But my dermatographia, whenever I eat frozen foods, D my wait, mouth your dermographia? Dermatographia. Like I have a skin condition where my skin gets inflamed and it gets inflamed in very different ways uh, because I can't have one version. I've got to have like multiple versions. Oh, hello. Got to be the best, the best even right? with dermographia. So one of my it conditions. It sounds like a wording like a word disability like a learning it's, disability it's like, <laughs> it sounds like they call it skin writing because like oh that's yeah. why the graphia okay because yeah. i was like that sounds like something that the girls were diagnosed no. with <laughs> but they're dyslexic and some other no, no. mine is like or if you scratch my skin it'll raise up and it'll look like it scars for like about an hour but the problem is it itches really badly when you do that so i want to keep scratching it which means i keep getting more streaks so especially in the summer, so my skin, I'm also allergic to my sweat. So in the summer, it's really bad because in my sleep, I'll start scratching myself and I'll scratch so deeply that like I'll break skin by morning. Oh man, it sounds yeah. like it's horrible. So in the summer, I cut my nails off. But you have an excuse not to work out. I can't yeah. sweat. <laughs> no. I mean, not a lot of sweat. I can't not do it. a lot of sweat. So yeah. So, so dairy I, affects Oh no, it. it's not dairy. It's the cold, like ice things. My sister breaks out in a hive when she gets cold. Well, it's not, it's, it's a little bit of hives, but my mouth will swell. Like my lips swell, like they get all huge and red and like 
my skin swells. Like it, it thinks it's getting attacked. So it like swells up. So I would love to eat more ice cream. I mean, I am lactose intolerant, so that's already one problem. But you have two things going. Yeah, on, I feel. But like that, because we were at the way we yeah, found this out. Yeah, you can get away from the dairy, but I mean, ice cream has to be cold. What yeah. are you gonna do? Oh no, Milkshake? I I <laughs> had a popsicle once at at uh, Disneyland, and Bobby's like, "What's wrong with your mouth?" <laughs> and my entire mouth had like swollen. I had the plumpest lips. I mean, it looked really good. I'm just saying. I wish I could have taken a photo because I had, I had lips you would pay for. They were so plump. <laughs> You're like, I didn't pay anything for the Botox. So now when I need to go to an audition, I eat a popsicle. Someone was so plump <laughs> lovely. And he talks like, nah, nah. Yeah. it's not comfortable. It's a very, I'm itchy all the time. Like I'm always kind of because things are rubbing against my skin. So my go-to soap is African Black Soap by Shea Moisture, whatever that company is, because I can't have any soaps with any scents or anything in them. They have to be as all natural and clean as possible or I'll break out. Interesting. And like my detergents, I can't put dryer sheets in my stuff. I can't, I have to have I just, just don't because I'm lazy. That's a, it's a good reason too to not have to, but I have to get the hypoallergenic well, you know, stuff. I will support you in this and not use dryer sheets too. <laughs> I am with you. Solidarity, yeah. sister. My kids are a little upset. They're like, can we get dryer sheets? And I'm like, no. Really? Even no. My kids probably are going to, well, my, my kids do their own laundry. going to be like, they're going to go to college one day and be like, mom, did you know that they make these sheets that make your <laughs> towels all fluffy and soft? And I'm like, yeah, we don't pay for that. We don't yeah. need it. We're good. They're going to celebrate New Year's because we don't do that either. There's going to be all these things that they're going to be like, mom, people eat more than one spoonful they're, of ice cream. They're going to be like Bobby. Bobby went to college and he's like, what? How do you turn on? What do you do with the washer? I was like that with yeah. sex. Like I was like, people had sex in high school? <laughs> what? <laughs> Like my freshman yeah. year in college was definitely eye-opening. Yeah. I was like, I didn't know. Yeah, but it's know. it's crazy out there. It is People crazy out there. Eating a lot of ice cream and having a lot of sex. I know. It's a crazy life. It's a crazy life. So I know we've talked about like our go-to things when we're bored before, way way past. Do you have a show right now that's kind of your go-to binge-watch show where you'll watch it over and over again? Over and over again. I'm in this weird. I'll watch Friends over again. I'll watch mm -hmm. Office over again. I'll watch Gilmore Girls over again. I'll watch those over again. Everwood. Oh, I mm -hmm. love Everwood. But I'm in this weird stage right now where there's so many things out there that I don't want to waste my time watching something that you've already over, watched. I already watched. So I binge watched the second season of Marvelous Miss Maisel. Yeah. And I liked it. I don't know yeah. why you were all crazy about it. It was good. I love it. I liked it. It was interesting though. Anyways, I liked it. Um, I just finished watching good girls mm -hmm. that spoke to me do you know what that one's about mm -mm. has may whitman in it and retta and i forgot the third person but it's these three moms from a school that all have money problems so they uh, rob a, a, gro oh, a oh, grocery yeah. store and then it just escalates to that and they ended up <laughs> becoming part of this gang like it's just funny randomly funny and the what they it's it was good yeah it was fun. So i binge watched that i'm binge watching the good place right now oh, but i love that show I'm not 100% into it yet. I can't, we'll Are see. you still on season one? Yeah. Okay. Get past season one. I really am looking forward to the season two of I'm Sorry. Have you seen I'm Sorry? Mm -mm. Um, it's with Andrea Salvage, who I realize is kind of like my woman crush at the present moment. She was really big in improv. She's written a whole lot. Like she wrote, wrote Half Brothers and like some mm -hmm. big titles and sold lots of stuff. And she basically created her own sitcom and it's her story, but she's a comedian yeah. and she says some really funny things and. That's neat. It's, yeah. It was good. I like that one a lot too. 
I watched like Brooklyn Nine Nine. We're obsessed with the Masked Singer right now. Don't no, I don't know what that one's about. Oh, <laughs> it's a singing competition where it's quote unquote celebrities. It was surprising. Spoiler alert for anybody who hasn't watched this episode four of the Masked Singer. Margaret Cho, the comedian, was the poodle. So I was very excited because I guessed that one. I knew that one. Basically, they give these clue packages and the singers are dressed head to toe in a costume and they sing behind a mask. And then the judges have to try and guess who it is. And then the least- Are the person- judges celebrity judges or like- Yeah, like Kim Jong and Robin Thicke, Jenny McCarthy, okay. and then Nicole Schwarzenegger. And they have a guest judge like Joe McHale has been on recently. And he's been the best judge. They get these clues and they're trying to guess who it is. And you're kind of playing along trying to guess. And whoever gets the least amount of votes for that episode- they have to reveal themselves at the end. So, so far, Ooh. it's been this guy, Antonio Brown. Don't know who he is, sports. I don't know a lot of these things. Tommy Chong. Oh. I guess that one. From Cheech and Chong. Oh. And th- that was a good clue package. Like, you guessed that one. As soon as he started singing, we're like, oh, it's Tommy Chong. It's Tommy yeah. Chong. Uh, the third one was Terry Bradshaw. I know his name, but I don't really know him. He's a I football someone. Yeah. I wouldn't have guessed him because I didn't know, but. See, that's what I think. I'm yeah. horrible at names and all that stuff. So this one, just, this, this automatically doesn't sound fun to me. It's just fun because they're, they're, you can tell some are really good singers who've done this and it's fun to watch them perform. And then you can tell some are not good singers <laughs> <laughs> and it's kind of fun to try to figure out who it is. Yeah. So we're kind of watching that. Bobby and I are watching that obsessively right now with the kids. The kids love it. But their, their guesses are insane because they don't know who any of these people are. Oh, I can imagine. So she's like, honest, like, oh, the pineapple is like Justin Bieber. And I'm like, what? Well, I just recently got back into TV. Like we did that big band yeah. on TV. And so it's been the last like two weeks that mm-hmm. I've actually watched stuff. When I got sick. I, yeah. Christmas. I started watching stuff because I got sick. Oh, I binge watched Fuller House. And oh, cried the first that? episode. Oh, jeez! Oh, I like it because it's just—it's more emotional connection. It's yeah. still not the best of acting, and it's of course it's it's wholesome kind yeah. of conversations, you know. But I like that. I miss that. I miss having those wholesome shows. Yeah. Like everything now is so sexualized and yeah, crazy. No, I get you. I, mean, I, I think that's the reason why I like this, <laughs> the Good Girls, because it's like totally crazy, yeah. but it's not sexual at all. Like I mean, they rob a bank and then they ended up doing a Canadian border run. Like it's just like all these random things, but they're doing it for their family. So yeah. I don't know, it's just, it, it's funny. So I just recently got back into TV. Oh, and I've been watching um, comedy specials again. It's good. Uh, whose was it that I just watched that I was like, that was good. Tig. Oh, Tig Matoros. Did you finally yeah. see it? Finally saw that and I saw the, her oh. documentary and I was like, oh my gosh, she's- Incredible, right? I love her style, the yeah. awkward silence. Like that's like, she's just- it's amazing. That whole ending to that ep- where she's like, is heart going to come out? You know, <laughs> it's just like. It's Indigo, it's Indigo, yeah, Indigo Girls. Girls. Are yeah, Indigo Girls coming? Are they coming? No. Nope. Nope. Yeah. Like, and I got annoyed with her. I was like, just bring them out already or not. Like, this is over this joke. I'm over this joke. Yeah. But then it was like fun. It's it was just, good. It so, was good. I, I, I like her style a lot. Yeah, and I, she's brilliant. It was interesting because I saw people keep talking to me about John Mulaney. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love him too. I don't. Oh, I don't like I, his delivery at all all he's got this very interesting rapid fire delivery i hate it i love i hate it he's the first comedian in a long time because I, I will laugh at a lot of these comedy specials and they're great but there's only been a few comedians that have had me cry because i'm laughing so hard and the first time i heard his new kid in town bit about going to the doctor and having to get a proctology exam i was driving and i had to pull the car over maybe if i didn't see him maybe if it was just audio 
I, I think you just have to, it's a rhythm. Like, it's okay to not love uh, the same comedians. Like, you know, it's a stylistic thing. No, we live in a day and age where if you do not have <laughs> the opinion that is like mine, you yeah. are hateful oh, right. and not loving and you suck. Like, I mean, uh, sorry, do you know I was who, a little too charged <laughs> at the present moment. Do you know who Angela Johnson is? I have, I, Angela Johnson was a college roommate of mine. Well, like a college friend. No, there's this comedian. She does like a whole thing about her nails and like, why you have no boyfriend? Like, does this whole thing about okay. like the Vietnamese nail people and people love it and they think it's funny and wonderful. And I find it amusing, but I don't laugh. Maybe it's because I saw him after I saw Tig. Maybe. And I was just like, no, I like Tig. I felt like we were having a conversation. Yeah. We were talking. It felt like the... I guess the goal for me in comedy sometimes is just to make it sound like I've never rehearsed it. And it's just like, sure. this is just coming out. And I'm just naturally this way. I haven't thought about every single word yeah. and f cut out all the fat that I didn't need. Like, this is just a conversation that comes so natural and it's fun. And the pauses are probably yeah. longer than, I, I, that, I like that part of it. And with, with John Mulaney, it just felt so like a performance. Like there was yeah. no connection. It was like, and the, the writing was amazing. And I laughed at the jokes. But I couldn't get past that, like, this is your special and you've done, dun, 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 dun. Well, dun, it's dun, also dun, how they dun, cut dun. it. Because I will tell you this. Dun, 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 dun. Like, it was um, like, there was no It's a 45-minute special. That He's like have. five of them. He has like thousands of them. Well, I know the most recent one he did. It's a 45-minute special and he did 90 minutes. So they cut out half of his stuff. So maybe that's, the, I, I don't and know. I, that's, that's the thing you have to go to is like, how are they going to edit it? How is it going to happen? But also, maybe you just don't like I just think I like more of the style yeah. of like the way Ellen yeah. DeGeneres and Tig do it, where it's like this conversation yeah. and you're just having a conversation with a friend versus yeah. like, I'm here to make you laugh. I, Here's a performance. Because it felt like a performance. The jokes were amazing. The structure of those mm -hmm. jokes, I was like, damn, the economy of words I can yeah. learn from you because you made me laugh. I think it's just if you accept that each person has their style and if their style suits, this is kind of what I'm learning in my new comedy class. Like your pace and your rhythm has to suit you and your style of telling jokes. Like Tig can't tell a John Mulaney joke and John Mulaney can't tell a Tig joke. But that's why they're wonderful and special in their own way. Oh, no. I, I don't believe yeah. that he has talent. He's just not. No, it's just mine. for you. I, who's your go-to comic to like laugh? Like if you're bored and it's like, what would you go laugh at? I've watched Joe Coy's special over and over and over again. And there are parts I fast forward because I just don't care, like the sex stuff when he gets really blue. But whatever he does, his mom stuff, oh my God. But I love his stuff about his mom. And I'll watch clips where he's like talking about his mom because it just cracks me up. It's like my mom. Oh, okay. I, I made my mom watch clips and she was laughing too. <laughs> it was so good. So I will watch Joe Coy over and over and over again. And I really, I like a lot of his, I think because of the, how he does it, I really like his delivery. And I really like how he, he does that joke. What I'll about to, you? I'll have to watch that. Well, I watched the TIG stuff. Mm -hmm. I don't think I. I don't think I've ever watched. I'm in this weird set of scarcity mm. with comedy and shows and stuff. I'm like, there's so many more out there. Why would I watch another one again? Like, I want to watch Brennan's Three Mics again, but mm -hmm. a part of me is like, but I need to watch Bumping Mics, and I need to watch. Yeah. Now you just add another one to the list, and I need to watch all these other ones, and I'm like, eh, probably not. What's your go-to going back to family? Do you have a go-to consequence for your kids? We don't do consequences in oh, our that's house. Right. So, no. <laughs> I don't have a go-to consequence. Mine is always you're going to lose your iPad. <laughs> Which for Bella doesn't matter because she's lost it for so long. She doesn't even have it. So, um, But, but I mean, others. we do. I mean, 
don't know. That's a good one too. I, I mean, my go-to is to yell. <laughs> That's what it comes down to. It's like, rah. And my go-to makeup food with them is chocolate chips. Ah. Zandy and I had this cool mm -hmm. moment yesterday because I was so stressed. I wanted sugar. And we're, she heard that we're moving schools. And so I know she was a little anxious. And so I grabbed one of our, we call them Chewies, which mm -hmm. is this patty-approved Starburst. But yeah. they're like Tory and Howard's ones. They don't mm -hmm. have the dyes and stuff in it. Starbucks used to sell them. Anyways, they're really yummy. And you can get them at Whole Foods. Anyways, we, I have them in my unfolded underwear drawer so the kids don't know where they are. <laughs> and so I grabbed one and I undid it. But then Jackson sauce, oh. and so I was like, oh. so I was eating mine, and I was trying to get it to her, but then she, Jackson was there, so then I grabbed it back from her, and I unwrapped it, and then I was like, I just love you, and I like shoved it in her mouth, and she <laughs> just like had this big old smile. So like, when I know we need to like connect really well, mm -hmm. I just sneak them candy <laughs> because we normally don't ever have it. So yeah. she was, and then in the car, it was so cute. She was like, Mom. Yeah. Thanks for the water you gave me. It was uh -huh. very lemony. <laughs> oh, so sweet. So I think I have more of that. Like my co, I, my go to is to yell, and then my go to makeup is to sneak them candy so that they know that all is well in the world. Oh, gotcha. What's your go to podcast? Uh, ours. <laughs> no, I okay. This is gonna sound really weird. I'm obsessed with um, Andy Stanley. Who the hell is that? He's Charles Stanley, Dr. Charles Stanley's. Who the um, hell is that? He's a Presbyterian pastor. Who the hell is Chuck oh, <laughs> So, But I really got onto his stuff when he did this brand new series, and I really like a lot of the stuff he does. He's got this like very Southern, down-home, like good old boy laugh, but he talks about really tough subjects. Really? And he's an adoptive parent and foster parent, and I really enjoy listening to him. So when I need a little bit of inspiration on – Hey, don't be a jackass in your life anymore. I'll turn him on. And what was his name again? Andy Stanley. Andy Stanley. North Point, I think, is the name of the church. I can't remember off the top of my head. I just searched for Andy Stanley. But then my other podcast that I obsess over, and the reason I wanted to do a podcast, they were sort of the inspiration, is My Favorite Murder. Oh, I never heard that one, but apparently that's, oh, I love everyone that. loves it. They just talk about murder all the time. <laughs> And if, if there, a lot of people really like to talk about murder, is what I find out. Well, because everyone wants to do it, but they really can't. Well, I, and I think that for me, it's like I'm always afraid I'm going to be murdered. Like, oh my goodness, it's one of my biggest fears. I love that one. So that's my go-to. What about you for your podcast? I'm all over the place with that too. Justin Warsham's probably my go-to. Kind of, I don't know what to listen to. I'll just check out what he's done. Mm -hmm. um, I'm a very pick and choosy. I'm not very loyal to any of them. I'm yeah. sorry. But I'll pick and choose which ones to to listen from Justin Warsham. And he's one of my com uh, comedy inspirations. Like he was one of the first comics that I saw in person here in L.A. that was clean and talked mm -hmm. about sex within marriage and like just had a whole lot of family jokes. Like it yeah. was just – I was like, oh, he can make a living and do this. He doesn't do it anymore, so maybe you can't. But <laughs> um, he's had a podcast, the dad podcast. So he's one of my go-tos that I can go. And he has some really great random educators on there. And yeah. Stuff. So – and there's a physician there with Dr. J that people write in oh, like neat. questions to ask a physician, yeah. a pediatrician especially, mm -hmm. and he talks about it. I started washing my feet because Jay said that you should. And you didn't wash your feet? <laughs> no. Why would I wash my feet? It's in the water. It's getting droped on like whatever. I would never like pick up my foot and wash it. Are you insane? <laughs> Why would I need to? My feet don't smell. They don't sweat. And the the, the soapy well, water Well, obviously you need to because now you do wash your feet. <laughs> I do wash my feet because he made a comment of 
teenagers not washing their feet and smelling. And I was like, oh. Just because you're standing in water doesn't... But soapy water because the soap soap that's been on my... Soap that's been running down your dirty body so it's dirty soap. Can soap really get dirty? I think so. I don't know. Like, I... This is the other thing. My friend was over for Christmas and she was like, do you brush your teeth at night? And I was like, no. What? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I've really... I rarely brush my teeth at night. Like, rarely. I can't go to bed. I can't sleep if I haven't brushed my teeth. You probably wash your face too, huh? Yes. What? <laughs> nope. I wash my face when I'm in the shower every three days. Oh my gosh. And I don't wash my feet when I'm in the shower. I and your belly button. You wash your belly button or do you just like graze over it? I think I must. I think I graze over it. I will say that. I don't think I... I but here's ears? the thing. I Q-tip my belly button like a couple times a week where I clean it out. Like A couple times a week? Yeah. Feels good. Man. Behind my ears, of course. When you when you wash your hair, you scrub behind your ears. It's all all oh, in one. Nope, don't scrub. I'm the dirtiest person ever. Oh my apparently. gosh! I don't Patty. wash my feet. I don't brush my teeth. <laughs> I brush my teeth well enough in the morning to last me. But think about forever. all the food acids that are deteriorating your teeth throughout the day. I just figured that one day I'll probably have dentures and I'll have really nice looking teeth and they'll be fine. <laughs> I'll be good. I mean, no. and you don't need to brush your teeth at night. Oh my God, you're insane. My kids brush their teeth at night because I don't want Child Protective Services to be called <laughs> on me. But they, so they brush their teeth. And we brush Jackson's teeth every night. Well, I wash my face now because I'm old. You should wash your face. Not every night. Whenever I get in the bath. <laughs> Whenever I shower. Do you have, okay, this is gonna. <laughs> I feel like people are gonna. How many, because I know I do accept that I'm crazy in this reasoning. You know, knowing is half the battle according to G.I. Joe. And I've accepted this, but I'm perfectly happy. How many products do you use in the shower? Because I have a shampoo, a conditioner, a uh, intensive treatment conditioner, and then I've got my body wash. It's just like you're cooking. There's like 5,000 like, steps. I do three. Hoochie coochie wash. This is my theory in life, I guess. <laughs> my face wash. Things then, need to be three steps and below in order for me to do it. If you have a recipe that requires five steps, <laughs> I will not do it. If you have a hair regimen that requires more than three steps, I will not do it. I, I will not do things that require more than three steps. Oh, I, I like steps. I like more steps you, the merrier. Yeah, you're like a thousand steps, girl. hand wash in the shower. Wait, wait, time out. You have hand wash <laughs> and body wash. Yes. And you Q-tip your belly button. Yes. And you have three different types of hair products. And how in the th- shower. Well, out of the shower, there's even more hair products. This is how I know I need to <laughs> go to the hair salon. Chris goes, you need to start brushing your hair. And I go, screw that. I'll make an appointment. And then she cuts it short. And then I don't leave. I don't even brush my hair. I don't brush it. Oh my God. <laughs> I don't, I have a brush. <laughs> I own a brush. I have another brush that I got because I thought, oh, I'm going to be that cool person that like the circular brushes that yeah. like blow dries it. It still has the tag on it. And I, I've never used it. I have a brush in every car. I have uh, a brush in the shower. I have a special brush for the shower so I can comb through the treatment. I brush my hair every night and I braid it. So I have a body wash a face wash, and a shampoo. No conditioner. I have a conditioner, but I don't use it because I save it for the girls. Oh. I you know what sometimes- conditioner can be used for, by the way? For shaving cream. If you don't have yeah. shaving cream, you can use that for- your- I guess I have shaving cream, and I have a shaver. I do have shaving cream. So I think what we learned today is that Patty's go-to is three steps or less, and Heather's go-to is five or more. <laughs> That's essentially <laughs> what we learned. The easier, the simpler, the better for me. The more precise, the better for me. <laughs> Sounds good. Well, hopefully your go-to podcast is the Mother Effin' Podcast. Absolutely. We would love to know what your go-tos are. We always are looking for new 
things. Three steps or less for me, more than five for Heather. But email us them at themothereffingpodcast at gmail.com. And we want to thank our go-to studio, Atlas Oceanic Sound and Pitcher, for their studio, like always. Thank you. Bye. The Mother Effin' Podcast is hosted and produced by Patty Crouch and Heather Dragulescu. Subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, or wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to visit us online at mothereffinpodcast.com. Mother Effin' Podcast.